2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: You will hit a wall. 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 The wall. The wall. The wall. The wall to wall, brother.
4: You're breaking the wall.
3: This wall.
2: The wall. <laughs>
5: If you are new to the Bernstein and Holmes show, first of all, where you been and welcome. And second of all, during the football season ahead of Bears games, every Friday, Adam Studzinski would put together something called the Wall of Sound. And that is a review of what we have heard from guests throughout the week specifically about this upcoming game. So we have a special version of it. What we do is we roll dramatic football-y music. So, studs, hit it. Yeah!
6: On Monday, Anthony Heron reminded us the 49ers have not played well so far in the playoffs.
7: Brock Purdy is certainly part of that, but the team as a whole, I don't think, has necessarily been the, the just the dominant outfit that we've seen them throughout much of the regular season. Certainly the second half of the regular season. So I don't necessarily think a fast start is necessary, but but big moments, you know, moments of efficiency and consistency, even if they lead to punts, but just some early success, even if it doesn't lead to touchdowns. But it, it just seems like a squad that hasn't had a lot of rhythm here in the playoffs and and then just the the big picture story of whether or not Kyle Shanahan, between coordinating and head coaching, you know, he's got a, another quarterback that the feeling is he's getting the, the best you will ever see out of his current QB. And then if they go through this game and – and one of the greatest of all time, or the coach, quarterback, whatever. If the Chiefs make this happen and the 49ers don't win it, then how quickly do do we start to turn on Kyle Shanahan, who is who is obviously one of the best coaches going right now in football? But if this is another Super Bowl where he comes up short, and especially if it's they've got a lead in the second half and they give it up, then how quickly do we do we start to turn on Kyle Shanahan? I'm very curious. Well, I think
5: about we need that. to see how it goes down, and I'll be interested to see in those scripted. Also, on Monday, Dan Weederer seemed to be leaning toward actually making a pick,
2: though against his better judgment the belief factor that comes with having 15 under center is always going to be there, and so they're, they're, they're fueling that, and I think Steve Spagnuolo all year, we witnessed it in September with the Bears going down there. He's just had the number of a lot of opposing offenses and probably hasn't got the credit that he deserves for for being the stabilizing force for this team as they've gone through some bumps. With the 49ers, they've just, they, 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 that offense is so complete, and they've been able to find it uh, in the, the latter parts of, of close games here, obviously in the postseason. Um, I, I have told you before that I hate picking against Patrick Mahomes, but I think I'm going to do it this week because I just feel like that 49ers offense has answers for a lot of different things, and they're going to be able to get the game on their terms probably more so uh, than other teams have been able to against the, the Chiefs to this point. And so uh, I think that's where my lean is right now on Monday.
6: On Tuesday, we talked with the affable Lorenzo Neal, who thinks that Brock Purdy is a difference maker for the
4: 49ers. That just goes to show you the belief that he had, the belief that he had. Checked, he saw a window, and he's able to make that throw because Mahomes does it, and everyone says, wow, that's Mahomes. Look at that launch angles. If Purdy does it, oh, look at this kid. Look, let's face it. It's no more this guy's a game manager. This guy's a game changer. Purdy has grown in front of all of our eyes, and guys, he's only in his second year. Yes, he's on a great team. Yes, there's other quarterbacks that are better than Purdy, but it's guys that can follow instructions, can guys? buy into the system and yes has this offense is this offense quarterback friendly no question it is so all those things that people are saying i agree but you can no longer say that this guy can't play and he can't play at a high level and he can't execute but yes this system is friendly quarterback friendly for the quarterback you saw the success shanahan had with rg3 you saw the success that he had even with you know a guy that got shipped out and you know play for the raiders now and what happened to him when he went to the raiders so you see that this offense, guys, have had the opportunity, and they've had the opportunity to play, and they play well in this system. But Purdy, let's be honest, guys, he's executed his system better than any quarterback that we've seen.
5: Ron Hughley also was with us on Tuesday. He believes that Patrick Mahomes has a different feel about him at
3: this Super Bowl. We're bordering on a cocky arrogance. It, it, just the look in his face. If you saw them like walk out, like Travis has always had that cocky. Patrick seems to be, he looks like, he looks like the best way I can describe it is, he looks like a 90s video vixen who knows everybody on the set wants a piece. Like that's what he looks like. I know I am the dude out here and nobody can touch me. He he seemed to, used to have the, the humble feel. He looks like. Like, he, he knows who he is and knows that he's the baddest dude in the building. And it, it just, it's a different look of confidence uh, that, that he is showing off. And, and, and it's 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 interesting to me to see this kind of flip, uh, which which to me is, I, I think, putting them more into the space of, I've been wondering, are they are they villains? Are they hated because they're winning or they hate it because people just don't like them?
6: Shout out to Layla Arcieri. Kaylin Kaler was on the show and she told us what's the top of her notepad going into this game.
8: The Chiefs are interesting this year because, you know, as we all know, like their defense has been kind of the story of the season. And so I think that will be really interesting to see how, uh, you know, they match up against Brock Purdy and the the Niners offense. And we've seen Brock Purdy struggle at points throughout the season. Um, I think the Browns game comes to mind that seems like a long, long time ago now, but like. Um, you know, that Browns defense really did a good job of shutting him down on that Niners offense now they do did have some injuries in that game, um, on offense with some of their uh playmakers. But I, I think like Steve Spagnuolo is going to be really interesting, and you know, he's kind of the identity of that Chiefs team this season. I mean, obviously, it's always going to be Andy League and Pat Mahomes, but um, you know, Steve, the, I'm sure you guys saw the players all wearing shirts with his face on it, um, two weeks ago at the title game, so. I think that's going to be really interesting. And just to see how Brock Purdy will infuriate us this game uh, and see if they can come away with a win despite that. Because he's really, you know, we love underdog stories and the Niners are not an underdog as a team, but Brock Purdy is very much an underdog as a quarterback. As we know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. Um, the fact that he's somehow here in this game um, and the discourse around him is just hilarious of like you know he's like the check down king and um, kind of like the polar opposite of Patrick Mahomes in the sense that like he's when he scrambles you know it looks it's not very impressive but he will somehow get a first down and you're like how did that just happen so I think purdy is a really interesting um, you know storyline here too and And I think the Niners are definitely motivated to come away with a win after, you know, not achieving that the last time they were in this spot um, against the Chiefs.
5: Carmen Vitale of Fox Sports joined us and explained how she thought the Chiefs fought through their offensive struggles this season.
9: They had relative no-names until Rasheed Rice in his rookie season ends up being like all right this is the this is the future this is the future number one receiver of the kansas city chiefs they were able to work through all of that because andy reed is one of those absolute football sickos that is in his office all the time like i know guys on that staff and there are times that they're sleeping in the office and it's it's a very regular occurrence i mean this is who andy Reid is this is what he does And they go to a completely other level in the postseason. And with two weeks to prepare, Andy Reid is going to concoct some things, that we've seen it in Super Bowls past, ring-around-the-rosy plays, no-look plays, this, that, the other. You're going to see some crazy stuff out of of Kansas City that you haven't seen all season. But what's interesting is you're going to see that out of the 49ers, too, Kyle Shanahan is an extremely creative play caller. And the way, what he's able to do with multiple back sets is so different than a lot of teams in this league that he can do so many creative things with christian mccaffrey who is just a one-of-one player kyle use does not get the credit that he deserves for what he brings to this offense and the creativity that he allows this offense to have and then you have guys like debo samuel and brandon Ayuk, who almost feel like afterthoughts to this offense and kyle shanahan is the is the puppeteer pulling all the strings he's gonna come up with some new stuff in these next two in, in this, like this space between the game, this two weeks off. Like, I just, I can't wait to see all the creativity we're gonna see on that field. Also on
6: Thursday's
10: show, Matt Bowen was asked to defend, how to defend the Chiefs offensive scheme. We you have to maintain your leverage if your man coverage, right? But here's the key, Dan. Look at Travis Kelsey when he runs those deep outs and those deep corners. A lot of times he takes a hard inside release, right? Mm -hmm. And then works back up the field and then breaks to the outside. What he's trying to do there is manipulate the leverage of the defender. Force him to move inside with him and now you can stack on top and get to the the top of the route where you need to be for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously from a zone perspective, you know, and that's what San Francisco really is. I think there's 67.4% zone coverage, including the playoffs. Okay, so you're going to get a lot of those three-level flood routes you're talking about, Dan, where you're going to put the strong safety or the curl defender in conflict, that he has to get to depth and keep the football in front of him so you don't give up those explosive plays in the deep corners, the deep outs to Travis Kelsey. Look, that's one thing San Francisco does very well. Their second-level defenders are outstanding, especially a player like Fred Warner. But I do think you'll see this. When they play two-man, okay, because they're going to play some man coverage, you have to. When they play two-man with two safeties over the top, I'd like to see if it's Fred Warner matched up against Travis Kelsey. Matt Bowen also told us how he would defend the Chiefs' offensive scheme. I think it's versatile. It's multiple. It takes advantage of numbers at the point of attack, both in the run game and the pass game. And they use a lot of misdirection and motion and post-snap movement to take advantage of defensive eye discipline. You know, what Kyle Shanahan runs, you know, outside zone, inside zone, power in the run game, leveled concepts. It's stuff we see every week in the NFL and at the college level, too. But it's how they do it and how Kyle Shanahan seems to be a step ahead consistently and how he's preparing for plays that he might run in the first quarter to set up something later in the football game, right? And how good he is in-game at adjusting to what defenses are doing against him. And I think it's one of the toughest offenses to prepare against, one, because of the personnel they have. They're all interchangeable. Christian McCaffrey can play as an ex-receiver. Debo Samuel can play at running back. George Kittle can play in the slot. And that creates matchup advantages consistently when you're looking at what the defense is doing.
5: And obviously that was my bad. That was on the Niners' offensive scheme.
6: It's fine. Jason Leisure was on the show, and he says that Patrick Mahomes will never be boring to watch or to
1: cover. He's gotten to this point already where he reminds me of the way Michael Jordan um stood in the league at that time where if you think back to the 90s at a certain point it just became everybody against michael jordan it was can the sonics take him down can the knicks take him down can the jazz take him down can the pacers take him down can orlando take him down everyone is gunning for him you just kind of expect mahomes is going to be there and then you're waiting to see who the challenger is going to be is it going to be you know baltimore is it going to be san francisco philly whoever and I like that. I don't, I'm not bored by that. I want to see him try to fight everybody off every year. And I like, he he also has gotten into this kind of Jordan type mode where no nobody's doubting this guy. And he, he likes to talk about having been picked 10th overall. Like, that was a huge slight. Like, no one believed in him uh, when a team traded up to draft him 10th overall. But he's like looking for those things. He's looking Almost like Jordan would would make up a lie or something and then believe his own lie to motivate himself about an opponent. That's kind of what Mahomes is doing right now. So
5: back to Lorenzo Neal for a second. This is the perfect way. It's the most football-y
6: <laughs> football that ever football. Yeah,
5: you, you want to get ready to bang your head into a locker and then uh, you know, smash into the your fist into the shoulder pads of the man standing next to you or whoever's standing next to you. Lorenzo Neal just was excited to talk about fullbacks.
4: I like to think of the fullback position, guys. You guys got me fired up this morning. I can't believe I'm on a roll. You guys just open up the door and let me go. I'll tell you guys a story about the fullback position. I think it's almost like the onion. I remember going to school in third grade, and a teacher said that they had show and tell. And they said, hey, bring your favorite fruit or vegetable to school. And you know what? People brought strawberries and cherries and pretty tomatoes and all cucumbers. I brought them. Grandma said, here, son, bring. I opened up my bag and I brought off that old onion. Everyone's like, oh, an onion. And I said, look at the onion. It's the most disrespected fruit and, you know, vegetable. But when you want that good soup, you call on that onion. When you want that good hamburger, you call on that onion. When you want that good, you know, you always call on the onion. That's like the fullback. You want that good lead draw. You want that ISO. You call on the onion. Fullback's not known in the league. And it's not Zucks. But when you want that dirty yard, when you want to go downhill, you call on that onion. That's why I think the fullback position should be called the onion. He was, so he was so
5: great. He's so excited. As, as they say about fullbacks,
6: you need a yard, I'll get you three. You need five yards, I'll, I'll get, get you three. three. That's how it goes down. And that is our solid wall of sound, our last one of the 2023-2024 season.
5: Jarrett Payton is going to join us next. It's the Walter Payton Man of the Year Service Day. For the NFL, he will discuss that and more when we come back on The Score.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago Sports Talk on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey stations. In the situation I'm in right now, I can honestly say that right now I am the number one returner of all time. And um, it's a great honor and I hope that God bless allow me to open up the doors for the rest of returners and not only returners but as special team players as well to get an opportunity now to to really, really get looked at as a special team player and do have the feeling that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer Devin
5: Hester. Hell yeah! The big game coverage on the score is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. SoloStove.com. Let's go back to Las Vegas and let's have a conversation with our guy, Jarrett Payton. Jarrett is uh, marking Walter Payton Man of the Year Service Day today. uh, That was one of the uh, awards given out. And he joins us on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino Circa Las Vegas. .com.
11: JP, how are you? Boys, it has been, last night was a hell of a night. I'm telling you, it was, it, the, all the feels last night of being inside that auditorium, giving out my father's award, seeing uh, the, the Bears' love there, and with Devin and, 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 man, Steve, it just was, I'm still trying to kind of take it all in, man, but it's been a, a, a heck of a night, and, to see cam hayward get that award last night as well pretty special for our family
6: yeah and look at you you're walking in, into nfl honors with, with charles tillman like the whole bears contingent was out there
11: <laughs> yeah it was and it was crazy because i was up on stage and i'm standing next to roger goodell and we're looking out at the crowd when all you know 32 nominees were, were out there except for the guys that are playing in the game but we got a chance to be able to look over and I look at kevin warren sitting right there man he's pointing at me i'm pointing at him and just a just a big night for, for the Bears family as well and for our family.
6: Yeah, it was a huge night for everyone involved. For you, what what are these moments like? Like did you like I, I saw the video of you talking with Patrick Mahomes, and as soon as you said your name, he he smiled and he started t- He went on for two minutes talking about your dad and the importance of that award. What's it like to know that? It's not just the legacy of your dad and what he did as a running back, but how people feel about him as a person and what his award means to the league.
11: Lawrence, it's I get taken back every single time. That moment really jumped off. It took me 30 minutes to get that question out to Mahomes. I've never had a chance to meet him, so to see the smile on his face uh, when I said who I was, it, it just speaks volumes, man. That 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 part of the video is just is phenomenal. So it's like to know that these guys want to win this award more than the MVP and what it means to their, their, the the service that they're doing in their communities, man, it's, it's an honor today, just being out here, boys and girls club with all these guys and cam and, and the, the NFL, we're sitting here talking. And I said, my dad was about giving people time. Every time that I talked to people, they, they have this moment that they had with him and he was gracious enough to be able to stop and, have that moment with them and like these kids that are out here at the boys and girls club are getting that moment with these 32 nominees like getting a chance to talk with them and so the legacy is being passed on and on and a lot of these guys like cam was just saying he wishes he could be here and do this like for six hours with these kids be here and talk with them because uh this is the moment that truly matters and i think if my dad was alive this is where he would find his most joy as being here around with these kids in the community and a part of his legacy that that now is going to be on uh, Cam Hayward's jersey for the rest of his career. It's so
6: funny that you say that about your dad in time because yesterday Merrill Hodge told a story about playing w- with your dad, like being in there with your dad and saying that he was so nervous that he, he, he asked your dad, while they were walking on the field for an autograph, and obviously, like they were walking on the field, so there was no pens around. And and your your dad said to him, He's like, Meryl, is like this time together has been like the most important thing. He's like, obviously, we don't have a pen. And then your dad gave him his
11: wristbands.
6: And and Merrill mm-hmm. said that for him that, that's better than any trophy.
11: Yeah, it's it's pretty- <laughs> Meryl has a, he he loves my pops. I got a chance to see him while we're out here and he always has a a Walter Payton story. So by the time I got up to give him a hug, he was telling me that he was just talking to someone about my dad. So to have that impact, I think we all, you know, want to, all of us have a chance to be able to leave some type of legacy or impact on people. Right. And so you guys do it on a daily basis. Every time that you guys touch those, those airwaves and those microphones, you get a chance to do it. And so, I mean, all of us do. And so, to be able to leave that impact on somebody, that's how we're remembered forever. And you guys know, man, I love talking about my dad. I, I'm not afraid to talk about that he's the greatest football player that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll go to bat, battle with anybody on that all around. He, he let, made it an impact on the field, but off the field as well. And so for the NFL to have the highest honor in his name, I, I got to pinch myself sometimes, man. Um, because I know my pops wasn't perfect by any means. But he led with his heart, always led with his heart. And the city of Chicago knows that. And him not being around, not being able to be here with physically and vocally to say something, but these men that are nominated, they're passing on his, his spirit. They're passing on his message. And um, just to see even the guys that didn't win you guys, it's cool to see them interact and be here today alongside our family and just wanting to know more about him. They want to know more about him and pour into him. And it's same way with Dak Prescott last year. I've gotten so close with Dak and the conversations that we've had of, like, he just wants to know more about – like, can I know about your dad? I want to fly you guys out here just so I can, you know, come to a game. Just so I just want to – we can go to dinner. I just want you to tell me more about your dad. And then that, that right there is what this is all about.
5: Well, the parallels with Cam Hayward are fascinating and sad because you and he share a bond – in that yeah. his father, Craig Ironhead Hayward, who also wore number 34, he was only 39 when he yeah. passed away due to uh, inoperable brain cancer. So there's there's that connection there that has to make it e- an even deeper meaning this year.
11: Yeah, it really did. You know, Dan, it, uh, it's a, it hit home last night because people don't know this. I, I've been trying to tell people, even some of the uh, nominees, we didn't know who won. I know it sounds like it's crazy. Like we know, my mom has a vote. We didn't. We didn't know who won, so we're finding out like everybody else. And so in that moment, we find out that we're sitting there and we're all crying and like together. And it, it was a it was a moment, man, to to hear his story, and to tell his story, and up on stage. And that's why when he got up on stage, he didn't have a, a script written. Normally, guys have script. He didn't. He did not know. He didn't know. So that was him coming off the cuff from the heart and his words to my sister and i just about you know us carrying on the legacy it was like waterworks you guys like i needed i needed all the tissue in the place just to wipe off the, the tears that were coming out uh, of my face and then the joy when you see the video of us behind backstage that's genuine that's us like congratulating him in that moment and so um pretty cool that now he's a part of our family now and we just look forward to keep doing more good things in the community alongside him as well.
6: You sat down with Devin Hester earlier this year. Obviously, you have an incredible relationship with Steve Mongo McMichael. For you personally, like forget about the the grandiose of it, JP. Just for you, as someone who knows those two guys really well, and I'm sure you met Pep too, what's this like to see, you, see them get into the Hall of
11: Fame? Well, the, the relationship with Devin – Lawrence is is uh, is so unique because of, you know, I was on my way out when he was coming in at Miami. And so, like, then to be able to come to Chicago and be in Chicago and through all that time, like, we didn't really – we we weren't super close then. We got close after he left Chicago, which is kind of crazy. And just the relationship there of him to open up his his house and his home to me and my film crew and Rick Tarsitano and and, and – and, also, be, you know, being able to come out there and like just be sure as well. We, we walk in and then he's, he's opened up to me as well about what this means to him and what this would mean to get that gold jacket. You got the, the 100 jacket, right? The maroon one. That like, not a lot of people have. I got one hanging up on my dad inside of my, my, my closet. But to be one of the best 100, to then, you know, have uh, the Miami Hurricanes uh, Hall of Fame, he's like, I need that last one. It's the cherry on top. Like, I need that cherry on top. Like, everybody wants their banana split, but I'm waiting for my cherry on top. And so the fact is is that now he got that call and he's going in. Man, it means the world to me. I'm, I'm so excited for him and happy for him. And for Steve, uh, Steve Steve's like my uncle, man. He's my uncle. Uh, the fact that he's having me do the induction speech, I, I, I'm taken back because there's so many people that could do that for him that has impacted his life and his world. And for him to have me do it, uh, I mean, I'm, I am truly honored. I'm kind of nervous because I got to write another speech. But to be able to do that twice in Canton, I don't know how many people, I want people to go out and maybe, like, do their research. I don't know how many people have done it but uh, I know I was the first son to ever do it. And to be able to do it again for Mongo, uh, I know he's at home. He's fighting. And the fact that we get a chance to be able to do this as a Bears family, man, I'm looking forward to going to Canton this year.
5: Do you have a rooting interest in the game?
11: Dan, uh, you know, I've been talking about the game so much since I've been here. I- I'm, I, I don't know if I really have been excited to see a Super Bowl like this one, because anytime you get a chance to watch a guy like Patrick Mahomes with your own two eyes, like in person, man, that right there is like that's bucket list stuff, man. He's 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 one of the goats. And then I look at offensively what San Francisco is all about. Like the offenses are awesome but it's the defensive matchup that I'm looking forward to. Like, Kansas City has rolled the back of his defense getting here because early in the season, I thought they had no business even in the conversation of being here. But when you have a great quarterback like 15, he elevates everybody, flips the switch, and what they did in the postseason speaks volumes to what they're all about. And then San Fran, man, they've been favored in every single game this season. Can Brock Purdy find a way to not have that lapse in the first half come out and play ball and for, two, for two halves and give his, his, his team a chance to be able to win Mr. Relevant, There's so many storylines. The trenches is where this is going to be won. So I'm going to look forward to seeing like how big of an impact can Isaiah Pacheco have on the ground. And we know what Christian McCaffrey can do. He's going to have to have an all-world game, not just on the ground. He's going to have to have like 80 yards, 90 yards rushing, 30 out of the backfield catching. He's going to have to have two tutties. I think he has that opportunity to really, true. If they're going to win the 49ers, to him, he's going to have to be the MVP. Okay,
6: what song do you most want to hear from Usher? Uh,
11: yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm, yeah, hey, I, somebody better have some video on me, Lawrence. Somebody better have some video on me because I'm going. I'm going crazy. I don't know if you saw the video with the Jabberwockies from the I other day. Did. I did. I'm telling you, they want me to quit my job and come out here to Vegas and do a residency. Don't play around with my dancing skills now.
6: (laughs) Well, we see it on channel nine. Like you be trying to get my guy, (laughs) Ben Bradley to move. And you like, and he's like, no, I'm not going to move. I'm a news guy. But you know, I I know, I know that Lourdes can get down. So, you know, like you've got a friend in her when, whenever you decide to dance and when you pop up on the morning show, Robin be out there trying to, trying to get it. So, so yeah, man, you got to let them know, JP.
11: Hey, I'm going to let them know. I, w- I do want to let you guys know this, though. Uh, I know we were going doing this, uh, this relationship and partnership throughout the year. Man, it has been an honor and a blessing to be on with you guys every single day on The Score, uh, alongside this show as well, all the shows. Man, it's been a highlight. And the fact that I know is when I go places, I've been out here and people talk about that they hear me on The Score. They love hearing me on The Score. You guys have truly opened up your arms to me as like a family. I truly, truly appreciate it from all the hosts to everybody in the back on the boards, booking shows, everybody. It's been awesome this year. And as I talked to Mitch, man, we're running it back next year. So let's go. All right. That's
6: what what I like to hear. Breaking news. Have a
11: wonderful
6: weekend out there at the Super Bowl, sir.
11: I appreciate you guys, man. I'll talk to you soon.
6: That's Jared Payton. He's having the best life right now. Sure is. He's the one that kind of broke the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff. He's out there giving away his dad's award, having a good time, walking in, looking fresh. Dan, I mean, I'm going to tell this to Ryan Porth. I think we should go to Canton. I think the show should go to Canton. You know, that's not a terrible idea. When is the induction? It'll be in August. I wonder if the Bears will be in the Hall of Fame game considering they got three guys going in. I'd be shocked if they weren't. I think we should yeah. take the show to Canada. That
5: that's a great call. So I think we've given sales enough lead time to get it paid for.
6: Yes. <laughs> get it paid for and get it done. It's it's a good trip and it's it's cool because I want to show I hope it's still there. I want to show you uh where even though he's not a Hall of Famer, that Doug Buffon is in the Hall of Fame.
5: Oh, I want to see it. Like you there's told a me. There's a great picture of him
6: me. with Buckus there, and I I want to show it. But we should go. Like, there's no reason not to go. You hear that, Porth? Yeah. What he said. We should go to Canton in August to celebrate the Bears getting into the Hall of Fame. When we come back. There was a moment, so as so we can close the circle on something, Dan, something that we talked about extensively on this show. We can now close the circle on it. That's next here on the score.
4: Bernstein and Holmes. middays ten to two on sports radio six seventy the score in Odyssey Station.
5: This is your home for the big game. The Chiefs and the 49ers meet Sunday in Super Bowl 58 from Las Vegas. Our official pregame coverage begins at 3 with kickoff at 530. The Super Bowl can be heard exclusively in Chicago on 670. The score with the free Odyssey app and one of the advertisers for that game are fine friends at Cafe El Tapatillo, and they have you talk about doing a solid you talk about putting putting your best foot forward when it comes to bringing things by when the owner Shows up himself with his food, and then we saw these uh, gallon jugs
6: uh-huh. out there. Got ourselves some red Solo Cups. Gracias, uh, amigo. It's, 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 there might be something in it. Don't ask what's in my cup, Miss Katie. Salud y pesetas. Yes, sir. Um, For our final segment today, we already talked about Keegan Michael Key. He makes a, another appearance here on the show. Dan, do you remember about midway through the season, there was this thing that happened where Tommy DeVito, oh, b- yes, him, Tommy DeVito, Tommy became, De he became a star. <laughs> Tommy he, he won best celebration last night for, for the, this thing, uh, uh, and Keegan-Michael Key, Went and had a little fun with Tommy DeVito, and then it wasn't fun, but it was also fun because it wasn't fun. You'll see. All right.
0: Welcome back to NFL Honors. I am here with Tommy DeVito. Such an incredible story from last season. Tommy, you were undrafted. You lived with your parents, and against all odds, you ended up leading your beloved Giants on a winning streak. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really just, it's funny. How things work out funny yeah you know funny 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 how like I'm a clown I amuse you no what no no I just I mean you know I just funny like like how unexpected your story is you know funny
7: no I don't know you said it funny how tell me do I amuse you
0: Get out of here, Tommy. You almost got me. Oh, you got, okay. This guy over here. One of them can act.
6: (laughs) Leave him alone. He's a quarterback.
5: I mean, come on, man. King Michael Key actually is a trained
6: actor, and this guy's reading off a card. You can't pull that off? He shouldn't have had to have read that off of a card, though. I agree. That he should have been able to just react to. I bet Sean would have been able to just do it.
10: Maybe Tyson Bajan could have done better?
6: (laughs) Well, yes, and then they would have made Tommy DeVito
5: watch Tyson Bajan do it so he could learn from him. Tyson (laughs) Bajan would have taken him to the Super Bowl. Tyson Bajan is a better actor than Joe Pesci because he got better bloodlines. Pure bloodlines. It's a pure bloodline for acting. His dad acts when he's pinning people's
6: arms to the table.
10: I don't know who you're voting for for president, but I'm, v- I'm voting for that Tyson Bajan kid.
6: He's not old enough. <laughs> See, I'm for, I'm him writing in. him in anyway. That's right. His dad is strong. He could literally strong. His, dad, arm.
10: his dad's going to be vice president.
6: <laughs> that's that's the ticket. Bajan. Baging, the Baging's. Twenty-four.
10: Bajan's twenty-four.
6: You know, could we do worse? I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm actually warming up to this idea.
10: Hey, we got to go younger.
6: Bajit and Bajit for president. 2024. Why not? That should be their slogan. Why not? Anyway. <laughs> Parkinson Spiegel are, they're still trying to figure out if they're going to go back for backseas here. Spiegel did. But I mean, I'm, like, not, I'm not shaming anybody. I did. I So did I. That they shrimp, need
5: to. They need to because it, it needs to be eaten. Yeah, yeah, they it's brought t- enough terrific. food for 100 people. So, yeah, it's, it's all the BBM people came through. The
6: engineers showed up. And when the engineers come to eat, they're not messing around. That's like when the hyenas show up at the carcass. It's true. But we're going to talk to the boys next here on the score.
0: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours